Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game of life. Today we have a very special guest in the house. Uh, I'm going to try and make sure I have your last name pronounced correctly. Jeff Govea? Yes, yeah. Okay. Hey, good job. Good Thank job. you. Thank you. How do you? So what is that uh, last name, uh, the heritage of the last name? It's Portuguese. Portuguese. So it's this little town in Portugal, mm-hmm. the town of Govea. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm you- pretty sure, though, it's uh, Govia mm-hmm. um, is the correct way okay. to say it in, in Portugal. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure my dad changed it. I don't know why, okay. but... Do you speak Portuguese at all? You follow Portuguese? Uh, just a yeah. little bit, like tiny bit. When I went to Brazil right. in 2014, I could get around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I speak Spanish much better, mm-hmm. and I can understand a little bit. I think if I spent a month in brazil i could get conversational it start to come back again. yeah 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 that's always how it is right mm-hmm. i have a i have a brazilian friend and i i ask him words all the time mm-hmm. and it's 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 not good like okay. he always laughs at me right because right. my pronunciation is not great yeah because you know enough in spanish and so you just need to know that the mm-hmm. twisting right the atención atención how to just like twist it around yeah. a little right yeah, yeah. Hey, tell the tell the public out there. So, what what is your background in terms of like your career and what you do? Because you know, I know you're an artist and all that, but can you kind of guide us through who you are and what you do? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm an artist, like you said. I do. I'm focusing on soccer specifically as my medium. Um, my background is in high school. Didn't really like art. I you liked did not so, like art. In nah, high school. Not, not really. Yeah. I mean, it was. I was like more focused on soccer. Soccer was really? was always my okay. thing. Um, so and you were not in. You were not in like the art classes. You were not the one. So the, the only, guy, reason, yeah. only reason I was in art class junior year okay. is because you have to. You have to take an art class to to, like to, okay. to pass high school, and yeah. I took it late because of soccer. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the way the periods came about. Yeah. Um, and being a junior, you're the oldest one in the class. Mm. It's a bunch of squirrely freshmen. You're mm. the junior, and you're way too cool to hang out with anyone. So, mm-hmm. but I found that it was the first class I really paid attention. And then I was like, oh, maybe, maybe there's something here. So I started drawing. Didn't tell anybody that I liked art. It just wasn't wasn't something I was, you know, comfortable with admitting. Mm-hmm. And then I went to college, and I was actually studying to become a, a pastor that, mm-hmm. that first year. And after about a year, I was like, ah, this isn't really for me. I'll mm-hmm. go back to what I felt really engaged in, that mm-hmm. was making art. And then started making a ton of art, started doing... Um, uh, my my main focus was murals like mm-hmm. I wanted to just go as big as possible so I was yeah. finding abandoned warehouses and abandoned places that were already you know beat up I didn't I wasn't really into like the graffiti scene mm-hmm. I've never called myself a graffiti artist mm-hmm. um, j- mo- mostly because like I'm not that great at letters and I feel like that's like its own craft mm-hmm. um, but I was really inspired by Spanish muralists like Aries who do a ton of figure work but in weird places and just started pursuing that, pursuing that, and then as you as you develop your skills, people started to notice online, and then started reaching out to companies, and then little by little started building it up. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me kind of unpack this a little bit because it, uh, it's pretty interesting. So I had no idea. So growing up, you were not really into art, and you're not one of those guys that you know took classes necessarily or doodling and all that kind of thing. You know, you didn't no. have that creative no, outlet. Man. 
No, okay. I, I always feel like, I, even now, I feel like my older brother is better at drawing than me, and mm. all I remember him drawing is that little S. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like yeah, the, the Superman? Six, yeah, you start with the six straight lines, and then you do it. Yeah. That's, like, so that's, that's, that's like, the extent of my artistic yeah, uh, career as well. Okay. Yeah, but all like right. my older brother would do that, and then he okay. would also draw like people with just like a 10-pack. Uh-huh. Like he was just really, really into that. And okay. Ten, not eight, not even. No, it's just like <laughs> as many as many okay, abs like as you can add. Yeah, yeah you just put abs character. on everything, okay. and it's All like right. okay, that works. But okay. no, I mean, I I don't remember drawing at all as a kid. I don't even mm-hmm. I don't even remember liking things visually. Mm-hmm. Like it was never it was never part of the equation. Okay, and then in college, so what what school is this? A uh, Bible college or? So I it? went to California Baptist University in Riverside. Okay, okay. and that's the city I currently live in. Okay. And then while you were there, you realized, hey, you know, you had a affinity towards art and then you started switching and transitioning that way. Yeah, yeah. It was it was more like, I mean, I'm still very much involved with my church. It was, there's a ton of outside things that being a pastor calls, you can't really yeah. turn it off. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a full-time plus position mm-hmm. and that just wasn't going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And I thought that art would be a better expression and way that I could uh, mm-hmm. excel in life. Okay, got it. And then when you're saying you, you're, you know, you were into murals and you're like a muralist, uh, are we are we still talking uh, like spray cans and all that? Or I've actually, I, I so I tried, mm-hmm. you know, like when you think murals and you think outdoor art or yeah. graffiti, the first thing is, you know, spray paint. Right. But I found quickly like that's not me. Okay. I, I don't know. It's just, I think I'd I'd have to spend more time like getting the can control. That's a, yeah. you know, a science on its yeah, own. Yeah. But. The thing that I don't like about it is, number one, you can't mix colors. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can uh, slightly, mm-hmm. but you'd have to, like, fade into each other. Okay. Or you have to buy the specific color. I like being yeah. able to mix and match. And um, you also can't really change the stroke size. Mm-hmm. So it would be like drawing with a ballpoint pen as opposed mm-hmm. to charcoal. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's the difference. If you press really hard on charcoal, you can get a really flat line right. or, like, change it. But with ballpoint pen, you, you've got one. Mm-hmm. one thickness and okay. so i don't i don't really like that okay so then what how are you doing it you're getting the just so it's roller, like house paint, yeah, yeah right? rollers, rollers house paint yeah. brushes like mm, similar style to like mexican traditional murals like diego rivera style where mm. it's just all house paint all paint that can last for a very long time okay um it keeps the cost down on on my end right. and i mean now that's not really an issue because the client is paying for it and they would yeah. be happy to pay whatever the costs are for the supplies but for me i I prefer the house paint still no matter no matter what it's just something that i've grown accustomed Mm -hmm. to and right now that's what you do that's your profession right you're a professional artist right i'm a professional artist Professional artist. that's awesome that's awesome to say and uh hear yeah thank you so then how do you go from being this guy that's in school and kind of uh you know your foray into art and then all of a sudden when what's the what's the i don't want to say the path but how to go from that to being a professional artist yeah was the, it like a slow transition? It's, it's definitely a slow transition. Yeah. My my background, I thought when I was studying art, I thought, all right, I'm going to make money in coffee because the, the whole time I was a barista mm-hmm. and I helped start a roastery in, in Riverside. I was like, all right, I'm going to own this coffee shop mm. and on the side, I'm going to do art because for me, art was always an idea of like, yeah. I'm going to do this when I'm 80 years old. Right. You know, it's just a passion thing. Mm-hmm. But then as I'm, 
as I get near the end of senior year, mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is this isn't this again. This isn't me. Like I need to do art. I need to okay. like what, commit barista, to the barista is not. Uh, yeah. Well, no, no. It was like I mean, I was doing wholesale coffee and like okay. more more steps removed, like towards the owner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, being a barista is a very difficult thing to like support yourself on right. for long periods of time. It's it's good seasonal, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, with art, I was like, all right, so how, how do I do this? And then just really started treating it like it was the coffee business, where okay. I started approaching companies that I wanted to work with, and then just built one-to-one relationships. Okay, and so you had a portfolio. You were building your portfolio, mm-hmm. and then you, you were going to different companies and saying, hey, this, I'm an artist. This is what I do. Do you have any need or work, right? Yeah. Okay. And what was the – so do you remember your first gig? Yeah, my first gig was for a coffee shop. Okay. Um, it was uh, up in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It's called Stanza Coffee. It's not really, I don't think it's there anymore. Um, my buddy owned it and mm-hmm. he just he let me paint. And, you know, he paid for the supplies and actually like taught me some stuff in the, in the coffee industry. Right. Uh, so it was like, I, mean, I didn't make any money, but I didn't lose any money and right. I got some skills. Out so this, of it. Was a, uh, this was like the artwork inside the shop? Yeah. Is that what it was? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And then I took that and leveraged it to do a, gig for a local restaurant in Riverside mm-hmm. took that leveraged it for some more coffee shops once I had that portfolio um, got my foot in with uh, Facebook in 20, 2014 mm-hmm. painted for Facebook and so what did you do for Facebook just a, a mural in their LA office in mm-hmm. their first LA office or okay. I guess technically their third but they're in a much bigger space now mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't get any Facebook shares? Or, no, you know, no, yeah. it was like right, and it was like right when the company was worth I don't know some stupid billions. But mm-hmm. I basically did that Facebook gig like at cost. Okay. Like I didn't make any money yeah. on it. The resume I, builder, right? Yeah, I mean once you once you have one project like that, it's not it's not hard to get anything else. Mm-hmm. Like you just you just take that and mm-hmm. then you just leverage it for something else. Okay. When you say leverage, though, are you still hustling and, and approaching, or at that point, are you getting approached by by uh, companies? I mean, it's only brands? now yeah. that I'm getting approached okay. by people. So even then, like, you're still hustling, but you now have yeah. something to be able to to share and show mm-hmm. uh, and give you legitimacy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, the reality is, companies are only going to approach you based yeah. off what you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. So if you want to live the past yeah. go ahead the the companies are just going to approach you gotcha. but if you want to prove something then you have to approach them like hey what if we did it like this right. want to evolve as an artist mm-hmm. and do, okay so i know i'm familiar with your work and i know a lot of the but all of that for from my perspective is all soccer themes and mm-hmm. players and all that so what, what were you doing you know what did these early works look like the early the uh, early i was doing a lot of i was doing a lot of anthropomorphic figures mm-hmm. meaning uh characters with animal heads Mm -hmm. and that was really a reaction against uh i didn't want to deal with questions of like why do they look this certain way like Mm -hmm. why is the ethnicity this you know Mm -hmm. like that wasn't Uh, really something that i was like commenting on so i just wanted to switch it to animals that like i didn't have to talk about that that type of you know like I understand it's a real issue. Yeah, but there's like a sensitivity mm. issue going on, right? PC culture, right? Mm-hmm. So you draw this one character, and it's like, hey, why'd you pick a Hispanic guy instead yeah. of a white guy mm-hmm. or an Asian guy, right? Yep, so totally. you're just like, okay, animal head. Yeah, I was like, yeah, animal head, like, <laughs> boom, okay. solve that problem. Right, right. Well, um, that's, a, that's an Asian animal head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, and I and I'm like doing some more stuff mm-hmm. back back towards that. I think yeah, I'm gonna yeah. like bridge yeah. that that yeah. style back. I've seen some of those right mm-hmm. in the more yeah come full circle and kind of incorporating mm-hmm. that back into your okay yeah. All right, what was the first soccer one then? First soccer. Yeah. Uh, How did that happen? I went to Brazil in 2014 for the World Cup, mm-hmm. and while I'm there, I mean while you're in Brazil in general, 
you can't you, you understand why football is the game like the world's culture mm -hmm. it's like the sport the thing to do mm -hmm. but during the world cup it's like that on steroids yeah. and i just immediately felt like man why am i not pairing such a huge part of my life because every time i travel to south america or asia or wherever like mm -hmm. it's usually centered around soccer in, in some way mm -hmm. why not pair the two why not start illustrating some of that and seeing where it could go i mean i i had built a little bit of a niche within the coffee world mm -hmm. and my bet at the time in 2014 was i bet there's bigger budgets with cooler brands and more opportunities all within soccer so what if i just made soccer my niche okay. and i'm i'm not going to say no to the outside world yeah. but i'm going to really focus on like i want to know everybody in the soccer world okay so then started doing just soccer illustrations and then okay. once i had like a little bit of a flavor for that that i could prove to an art director like yo i know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. then i reached out to marcus at lafc mm -hmm. and marcus was really the one who gave me that at bat mm -hmm. to paint for for lafc and okay. that's what really started the the foray into soccer so okay. that was the, this well, takes was us that about end of 2016 uh -huh. early 2017 and what was that first one with lafc so that was a mural outside their hq okay and how long did that one last <laughs> that one lasted like 100 hours and then uh, 100 hours and then it got defaced <laughs> yeah is that is yeah. that the correct term in, in the artistic world defaced or yeah or i mean what? yeah galaxy they got galaxy is right. what it is that's right. the better okay. term it got galaxy mm -hmm. okay yeah. and then no, I mean, it literally got galaxy like they right. painted the word it was it was clever it was, clever, right? it was really clever yeah and that actually helped my brand right. like as it, it, me. yeah because it, it uh went through the media right it got a lot more uh limelight based yeah. on the whole event surrounding it right mm -hmm. it was first of all it was uh pretty cool that lafc is reaching out within the community local artists to to really work together right mm -hmm. and, and do something cool in the street world and graffiti art not graffiti art but art yeah. right mm -hmm. street art right mm -hmm. on the outside and then that was like really uh, I think uh, emblematic, right, mm -hmm. of kind of their culture, right, the, the the team culture. Yeah. And then it lasted, like you said, just like hours. <laughs> like hours, literally and hours. Then, right, the LA Galaxy comes mm -hmm. through, and we don't know who it is, but right, then they kind of yeah, did something to it. But then uh, didn't didn't get fixed, right? Didn't so, you do something to it? Uh, yeah. The way I painted it right. was not good for fixing it. Okay. Like, there's ways to combat... You can design a mural so that, like, all right, I know this part's going to get tagged on. Mm -hmm. Like, especially in L.A., you have to plan for that. Yeah. But I I don't know. I figured, all right, it's so close to HQ. Right. Everyone's going to be stoked. Yeah. So, no. So the way I painted that one was not oh. good for fixing it. Okay. And I actually, on that one, I messed up on the colors mm -hmm. a little bit. Like, okay. the gray I picked, if you look back on it, it's like mm -hmm. a tan. Mm -hmm. And it, it was just wrong. That. So And that's because of, like the way the sun hit it mm -hmm. so i'm like all right i'm gonna, I'm gonna fix it this it, time it's like when the sun hits it it's not gonna show as much is that why no it's too no, no when the what? sun hit it mm -hmm. instead of it looking gray it looked tan uh, it was like I such see. a it was like a weird optical illusion because of gotcha. the, like absorbing and reflecting that okay. yellow right it wasn't it wasn't true to the original colors that you had envisioned is what you're saying right correct okay. yeah okay yeah there was a miscommunication on my end of like mm -hmm. which pantone to use mm -hmm. and it's really hard to get a pantone color in, a, in house paint mm -hmm. like that's like very very difficult right. so that that was hard but i repainted it mm -hmm. mostly black and okay. it was like it was carlos vela uh, trapping the ball in mm -hmm. midair right so so okay so after it got defaced uh -huh. then you they painted over it right they painted over it right yeah, so it was blank again yep 
And so LAFC painted over it, mm -hmm. and then they get another try to do something else. Yeah, they're like, all right, let's do it again. Okay. So we did it again, and then? and then that one lasted like five days as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, mm -hmm. and then the landlord of the yeah. of the thing was like, all right, no more. We're not doing this because of the fact that it's because yeah, with, because yeah, it yeah. kept getting tagged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, Way what? to ruin a galaxy. Yeah. How did how did how did you feel when it first happened, on the first one? Like it's like a. Uh, was it like one of those where it's like a high where you're like all super stoked and happy and all of a sudden like oh my gosh you know the mural, were you angry upset uh, I'm, I'm pretty even keel mm. I, I mean it's when you paint something in the street mm -hmm. once it's left you it's really the streets okay. decide you know what happens to it but for me my thesis was based around like I want to be known within soccer yeah. and I had this feeling that as soon as Marcus called me and Marcus was really upset as you know he mm -hmm. should be mm -hmm. I knew this was actually just going to be win-win for me. Mm -hmm. Like, it was it was so clear in my head, like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, this actually is going to help me because now it's a story. Yeah. Now it's legitimate. Right. It aligns me with LAFC, mm -hmm. this new hot thing that I knew. You know, I was on it real early yeah. before it became, like, this marketing juggernaut. Right. And then – and I just knew they were going to do well. Like, I just knew it. Even, even if they sucked as a team, mm -hmm. I knew that the marketing was going to kill it. So – what galaxy those you know those people did was instead of it being like oh lafc hired an outside artist it now became they deface one of lafc's artists mm -hmm. it's like a subtle shift yeah but they kind of gave me credibility in that like okay. why would they deface something unless it really embodied lafc mm -hmm. do you see do you yeah, see how yeah. and so if like, it doesn't bother them then mm -hmm. they're not gonna waste their time right if yeah. it's something if it's some janky uh, if like if I did something LAFC mural, right? Then it's gonna mess with it. It's not artistic. It doesn't stand. It's not aligned with the club, right? Mm -hmm. But you, you're legitimate, right? It's authentic. You're, it was commissioned. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then, and and at that point, I hadn't painted for Adidas, mm -hmm. and I and that was like a, the big fish for me. Was okay. like, all right, if I can get Adidas, that means that it's not just USA, but it's a global thing. Because yeah. for me, I feel like Adidas is the route to go through if you want to reach the global scale. Okay. I mean, Nike Nike's great, but Adidas for me is the global sponsor of the game, mm -hmm. like the World Cup and all the, all that, and FIFA mm -hmm. just in general. But I knew that if I did this for LAFC and it made a big enough splash, I could shop it to Adidas. Okay. And that's that exactly happen? what happened. So how, did, so how did that happen? So they, uh, I was kind of cheeky about it. In the initial LAFC mural, there's a bunch of characters. Yeah. Well, one of them is actually the creative director for Adidas. Okay. Like his face, his actual face. Sam Handy? Or? Sam Handy. Okay. Yep, his actual face is in there. He's oh, wearing the Ultra Boost. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Again. Okay, interesting. Um, and I did that because mm -hmm. I knew that Rich would take a picture and send it to him. Okay. Which is exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. So he yeah. sees it. All right, that's cool. So mm -hmm. now I have a little bit of credibility. Um, I take that and then I start approaching other other companies mm -hmm. that work with Adidas. And I'm like trying to build. It's It's like... Adidas is over here. I'm trying to build my relationship through the through the back door. Mm -hmm. Everyone else goes through the front door with Adidas. Like, hey, let me work with you. Let me work with you. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm already aligned with everyone else you're aligned with. It already makes sense. So then by the time that Adidas approached me, mm. the reps at Adidas thought I had already worked for them. Mm -hmm. Like you they were already like, known internally. Yeah, they were like, mm -hmm. oh, last time when you when you worked for us, I'm like, actually, like this is my first time doing it for you guys. They're like, well, how'd you get LAFC? Because 
the weird thing with a company like Adidas or a big company, they yeah. only work with people they worked with in the past mm. because it's number one, it's like impossible to get set up as a vendor. Yeah, they just like really? it just, yeah, dude, okay. it, it sucks. Yeah, right, it right. sucks being set up as a vendor because mm-hmm. they don't want to work with someone new. Mm-hmm. So one, you know, once you get known as like, oh, this is what he does, then you know, it's it's pretty easy to get something after that. Mm-hmm. So then just just kept making work with right. them. What well, what what was the f- the first Adidas project? So the first Adidas project was yep. a huge mural in New York. It was for Upper 90 on the on the storefront. Mm-hmm. And it's like 120 feet long, 20 feet high. I mean, it was a massive thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's very similar to actually the scale of these walls mm-hmm. in uh, in the base. Right. So it was at the storefront mm-hmm. of the Upper 90 store? Yeah. Okay, and what was it? What was the, the So uh, the, the prompt for that one, they were uh, just about to release their throwback kits for okay. World Cup. So it was based loosely on the color schemes of old old kits and then also those retro kits so like the germany ones colombia um spain's old ones like all, all the stuff that adidas heritage has has done mm-hmm. and then tying in a little bit of like ny nycfc and red bull and also um, the cosmos back when cosmos okay. yeah they wanted to because adidas had a cosmo kit I think when Pele, no, not when Pele was on it, before Pele was on it. Okay. But they wanted to, like, reference that, like, hey, we're mm. New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. They wanted, okay, it's not an MLS thing. It's just like, hey, no, New York was, culture, it right? Was, soccer, it was very right, much right. New York soccer culture yeah, was yeah. the prompt with an emphasis on World Cup heritage kids. Okay. And so how long did that take for you to do? So that was a week. Okay. Um, I flew out one of my assistants um, to help me. And so me and her, we just just crush that thing like it was really cold yeah, yeah, yeah. but we made it what, what, made were, it the, work. what were the some of the biggest challenges while you were doing that dude it was freaking windy uh-huh. all right uh-huh. and i mean being from Kelly, yeah. yeah are you on a crane what are you on, on, on a, a scissor lift right oh my gosh the jankiest stupidest mechanized lift okay. it, it was a self-leveler because uh-huh. the wall is uh so the wall is obviously 90 degrees but okay. the surface leading up to it was yeah. like a 30 30 degree angle okay. like pretty steep yeah, as, as far incline. as like yeah yeah getting a lift okay. so i had to have planks of wood to stabilize a lift the, okay. yeah and, but so it, it's and like every time you move it you have to redo yeah, the planks right yeah. Move, yeah and each time you know like yeah. you're going 20 feet in the air yeah. and you're you realize like oh i'm on two by fours right like if somebody were to come and do something like it's mm-hmm. on two by fours it's not it's mm-hmm. not very secure so super sketchy but mm-hmm. You know, it worked out. Like I feel like every mural is is more of a mental challenge than than anything. What is that the store that's in what Queens? Yeah, the one that's in, Queens. in Queens. But they have okay. a few locations. Yeah, There's yeah, one in like, Brooklyn. Yeah, they have four or five stores, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but that was the Queens location. Yeah, the Queens one. Where where uh, where'd you guys end up staying, hotel wise? Uh, I got an Airbnb because okay. I I actually flew. I took the the hotel budget and mm-hmm. converted it to fly Airbnb. someone. No, I wanted oh, to fly okay. someone so else out. A, you got this budget up mm-hmm. front for the travel accommodation. Yeah, for travel, and I was like, and then uh, you included uh, an assistant in there. Yeah, yeah, it was like based on what it was. I'm like, you know what? I can leverage this, or you know, like make this so that I can fly one other person out, mm-hmm. and we'll just get a cheaper Airbnb right. for us three. Right. But yeah, but if you take that hotel budget and turn it, sometimes you can turn it into like a really nice Airbnb, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an eight bedroom Airbnb instead of like a, a right a hotel mm-hmm. room, right? Yeah. Okay. So it was nice, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a it was a good time. Okay. Um, I mean, my wife was able to come out on the back end of it, and then we got to spend uh, the first part of Thanksgiving week. I mean, it's almost coming up on a year since I've done that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, since then, no, now though, you've 
done multiple uh, projects with Adidas, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you've done you, what was the you've done uh, you know design on shirts one time, right, for mm-hmm. an event, right? What else have you done? So I've done a lot of stuff for their activations, yeah. their marketing as far as like a boot release. Um, was really involved with the energy mode release. Mm-hmm. Did some work for their commercial. Mm-hmm. I've done. Yeah, you did the activation. Wait, wait, what was the up. one with the customized uh, boots, right? Yeah, that was the energy mode. Okay. So the blue energy mode right. uh, X when okay. they released how many, X. How many of those did you do? Did you I did do? sixty. Okay, so you did sixty, and what did you painted on yeah, there? Yeah, painted on them. So each one was individualized yes. and just a specific design. It was we we created a visual language for mm-hmm. that made sense for the release and yeah. and kind of the vibe that we want. It was very much a campaign. So like, if you take the boots at face value. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's kind of random. But if you look at the boots, the commercial, the right. activations, mm-hmm. the designs, like it was very, Cohesive. yeah, it was a huge project. Okay. And so who did, who ended up getting these? 60, what, like influencers? Yeah, VIPs to the VIPs? brand. Okay. Didn't get one? Yeah, you know, hey, man, right, next man. time, next time. Next time, 61, right? Yeah, I, was on, a, I was 61, <laughs> but I didn't make the cut, 61, right? yeah, uh, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Size I, th- 10. I thought we did give one to nah, Urban Futsal. Nah. No, 100% we did. Oh, you know what? I don't, 100%. I think got, no, I think it got lost in the mail or something. I, I honestly think Dude, I we legitimately, th- <laughs> I remember writing Urban something. Okay, let me put Urban okay. bitch? Okay, urban. All right, all right, all right. So, somebody did right, something. I know, I know. So, someone has our <laughs> somebody, boots out there. Somebody got your boots. All right, okay. So, during that time, so an Adidas contact reached out to us and was like, hey, what's your mailing address and all that? And I gave it. And then just nothing <laughs> saw. Really? Yeah, I really Honestly, do think it got lost in transit somehow. Dude, I think so, so too, because I did. Mm-hmm. I'm th- like, I'm thinking of your guys' name. Yeah. I'm looking at the spreadsheet right. in my head. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think, did. I think, yeah. It <laughs> some, real, dude, some happened, kids yeah. ripping it. Some, and <laughs> yeah, and not only that, we never, and I, I think we never, you know, obviously didn't do any shout out or read, you know, posted it in social media. So probably the Adidas rep is thinking like we're ungrateful, you know, <laughs> like these punks, you know, they don't even care. <laughs> It would no logistically. Uh-huh. It was a nightmare. That was it was really was really it? difficult to coordinate yeah, on so, on yeah. their end. Like uh-huh. it, it was just so hard because they it was a liability because I got the boots like three weeks mm-hmm. before the 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 colorway is even mm-hmm. announced. Okay. Like yeah, yeah. So, so they had they to keep were, it under wraps. Yeah, right? they had okay. to keep it under wraps, and they were like freaking out that I had it because right. you know it's like oh this this kid in Riverside just has <laughs> sixty right. you know I boots, don't need, right? yeah, yeah sixty boots like <laughs> these were these were outdoor firm ground. Most of them. Most of them. Most okay. of them. Some of them were like for the freestylers. Mm-hmm. Some of them got the the trainers, mm-hmm. but the the firm ground one. Honestly, those those firm ground boots are the best to paint on. Yeah, the absolute best. Okay. Got, how did you do it logistically? You were in your garage and you had them all laid out. No, all so sixty I, of them, or how to go? I have a studio spot in in, in Riverside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had my assistant. She went through and like labeled what each one was. You know, Urban Futsal was one that mm-hmm. you guys didn't get. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, like kicks of the pitch. Other 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 things like that yeah. um different specialty stores and whatnot because mm-hmm. uh, each one had a different size and yeah. i had to customize each one with their name mm-hmm. and then combine some of the assets so mm-hmm. yeah it was a process of like all right my assistant did that and then she would hand it to me and just and what did you do you use the paintbrush mm-hmm. yeah. yeah always paintbrush paintbrush mm-hmm. and then you just not, did i design. mean yeah sometimes I draw on it with a marker and then i'll go back over okay. with the paintbrush okay and so was each individual 
shoe were you doing it one at a time or are you just you know grabbing a paintbrush lying <laughs> just one just one at a time dude it's freaking hand-to-hand combat yeah it took it took a while okay all right i don't know we have to line up a few of these other ones and see it could just been like you know yeah, just, i'm done <laughs> just spray it yeah yeah, yeah i wish man okay. that would have been dope it was yeah. like seriously a month of by the end of it i'm like mm-hmm. i'm over this blue i'm over right. this colorway yeah yeah i mean it was a sick colorway for sure but mm-hmm. i mean i was over it interesting all right, so what what do you have uh, what do you have next uh, in terms of your your I, I don't know if you're if you consider yourself like a, an Adidas soccer guy you know like mm-hmm. one of the go to artists and all that but you know what what do you have next in the horizon like what are your next goals because I, I can tell you're always kind of looking at the next steps and you know yeah, I'm always have, I'm always yeah. thinking ahead um, I think a lot of people in my position right now mm. would take the work that they've done with Adidas and then now try and pin it against nike puma um umbro yeah they would try and you know get the best they could out of all right. which is what you see in influencer right. culture at large Shop, like, shopping around right yeah like influencer culture is all right i'm gonna you know get a hundred dollars for this post and i'm gonna say you know new balance this and the next one is adidas but for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. my thesis overall in business is that business is about relationships mm-hmm. like 100%. So I'm doubling down on the connection with Adidas mm-hmm. and then focusing on all the partners around it. So I'm really interested in working with every partner in MLS. So that's Heineken, Wells Fargo, AT&T, Alcatel Health, like all these all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also looking at, all right, so the next World Cup's in Qatar. Qatar pretty much owns the Premier League, like in general. How do I build relationships with the Middle East? I think that instead of going to the premier league and doing yeah. work in that which yeah. would make more sense mm-hmm. i'm more interested in what would it look like to do something for the qatari red stars mm. and then build relationships within the qatar domestic league and um, start to gain a presence within qatar and dubai specifically coming through the back channel right yeah that's <laughs> i mean honestly that's that's exactly door. that's okay. that's exactly it like yeah. i i look at things like what does everyone else see it everyone else sees if you want to be the biggest soccer artist in the world, you got to work with Premier League. And I'm thinking that there's no way that's possible. There's too much noise. Who's working with the Qatari Red Stars? <laughs> nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody's doing anything with that. Nobody's working with Dubai yeah. in, in general on, on that, that idea. So for me, I think there's white space in that. Mm-hmm. And if you understand, like, the economics of football at large, it's held in the pockets of the Middle Eastern yeah. businessmen who own it. All right. So that's that's the next steps is, all right, take this, build with an MLS, mm-hmm. leverage the idea of being someone who's near Los Angeles into Middle East. Because if you travel and you say you're near Los Angeles, there's a story associated with that. Mm-hmm. Then they start, They, it, it's so much cooler when you're in Brazil to say you're from the area of Southern California, because yeah. everybody wants to be in Southern California or New York. Mm-hmm. It's just like a fact, right. you know, everyone wants to be that. And so we, we kind of lose how cool it is to be here when we're in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, if I tell, you know, if I go to a coffee shop and we're just talking and I say, like, I'm from Riverside, people are like, oh, okay, that's cool. 60 miles easier. Like, great. Mm-hmm. If I go to Dubai and say, you know, I'm 60 miles east of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, what? That's amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, like sure. it's a completely different story and it, it sets you up for a different picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So then uh, these teams that you're going to go for, these leagues, I, th- I think it's a really cool approach. When, when you're thinking that way, obviously there's a lot of uh, 
time you have to put into the business side of things, right? Mm-hmm. What, what what do you how do you break down like your week? You know. So I I'm pretty disciplined in that each day I I generally get to the studio around 7 a.m. So from 7 to 9 I have a two-hour routine of a journal for 10 minutes. I get do figure studies for about 25, and then I do a little bit more in-depth figure drawing for 15 minutes, and then I sketch or another 30 on my own things that I want to release, like mm-hmm. different merchandise or the things that are fun for me. Mm-hmm. And then for the remaining time, it's work on something that I think would be cool in the future, like ideation of, all right, I want to work with this brand or work work here, or, you know, whatever. It depends on, on the day. Mm-hmm. And then from there, if there's a big project, I'll just start working on that. Um, and that will generally be from like 9 to noon, and then I usually go rock climbing from like <laughs> noon to one mm. and then I get back and I'll, I've been doing this practice where during while I'm eating lunch, I'm just mm. reach, uh, finding out someone's email and sending them a, a pitch. Mm-hmm. Like I've just been trying to do that each day of yeah. like, hey, uh, you've worked with X. I think it would be cool if we did this together. And it's actually been really, really successful as far as like reaching out to people so when you're saying reaching out to people what what who what type of people and what roles are they that you reach so out if they're to? touching soccer like yeah. we can work together okay so are they on the artist side or on the business side no it's always the business side like okay. i'm not i'm not I, i'm it'd be like a creative director type role right sure okay. yeah how are, you, how, are you, how are you finding and navigating through that to be able to say so yeah. i uh, one one strategy i'll do is there's a it's easiest if like there's a conference so there's a conference next month in miami mm. called soccer x mm-hmm. So Soccer X will tell you a list of everyone who's going mm-hmm. or all the businesses. They don't tell right. you who it is. So you just take those businesses and you type in the business, uh, you know, whatever art director LinkedIn. And then you'll see, like, okay, who is this person? Mm-hmm. So then I take that person, find their Instagram, and then I'll send them a nice DM. And it usually looks like, hey, I'm Jeff. I've worked for X, XYZ. Right. Um, that's relevant to that company. Um really like the work you're doing with whatever in in a genuine way like whatever it is can i send you some of my stickers Mm -hmm. and generally people aren't going to say no to Mm -hmm. free things so you say can i send you my stickers yeah okay so then i send them something right and it starts a relationship and so then uh, i i view social media as a as a gateway to shaking someone's hand right okay it's an interesting approach so you're looking so you're you're going through the the business side of things to figure out who the right brands and who the contact people are mm-hmm. and then you're using social media to actually come in through the front right and yeah. kind of in a, in a non-threatening approach just to be able to say hi right and your stickers yeah. wise it's like yeah it's not only your artwork and whatnot but it's just hey like you know just a friendly approach right yeah yeah just, i mean like okay. when's the last time you got something in the mail from somebody it's you just a, met? i don't know i was expecting some boots but did not get those <laughs> so i don't know yeah. other, other than the boots which <laughs> never came uh, uh, yeah i mean we always appreciate free swag right mm-hmm. who doesn't like like swag right yeah dude people go crazy for free yeah. things mm-hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't matter if you know my stickers skew very young like mm-hmm. it works with a younger audience of mm-hmm. course but most of the time, those executives I'm reaching out to, they have children. Yeah. And they're they're going to be stoked to give their kids something. Right. Or, you know, it's just like a human relationship. That's right. all you boil it down to and, okay. and you build that. So, yeah. So, you, you, so you, now we're at that point where you've made the introduction, said, hi, can I send you some stickers? And then give you an address or whatever and you send it. And then what's the f- time frame and follow-up approach? 
So the follow-up from there is I generally, it, it depends on how, how bad I want to work with the company and mm. if I have ideas An immediate idea it. or not, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not trying to like tax them yeah, immediately. Yeah. Let's say it's not an immediate opportunity, mm -hmm. but you know, like it's definitely a company that you do want to work with it and you envision the future. Yeah. And you can see it in the medium term. What would be your, like your next kind of approach? So then the next step would be, is there a way that I can get an in-person meeting mm -hmm. with this person? Mm -hmm. I think that that's the most realistic next step. Sometimes mm -hmm. that's hard because they're based in New York or they're right. based in Oregon. Yeah, how do you go from a sticker to a meeting is what I'm saying. <laughs> how do you go from a sticker to a yeah. meeting? So you send them the stickers. Well, most of the time, mm -hmm. they're going to be stoked they got the stickers. They're going to yeah. say thank you. Yeah. And if they don't, it's okay. Like I'm not, sure, I don't sure. need the thank you. But yeah. if they say thank you, all right. right. So then I'm interacting with them on social media, coming along, coming along. And then what I'll do is... I'll have, you know, I'm in New York from time to time or other places. And so there's like a, like, let's say five companies that I want to reach yeah, out yeah. to. Got it. I'm so going to be I'll, in town next so month yeah, from August. No, that's exactly. Right? It's yeah. like, hey, I'm going to be in town for 48 hours. Yeah. Would love to stop by your office right. to say hello. Mm -hmm. And it's a warm lead at that point. Right. Because they know who you are. They know that you sent them something. Right. It's almost... Kind it's of, almost like they're obligated to at least say hi. At least say hi. Yeah. Like, at least say right. hi. And you're, so, not, you're not introducing any kind of uh, uh, request at that point, right? Just, no, I want, I'm going to be in town. Unless I like, think it's, like, really relevant. Yeah. I, um, so, for instance, this Soccer X yeah. that's coming up. It's, it's coming up. I realize that, okay, they need a mural at this location. There's this one specific part that I know they haven't thought of. Mm -hmm. So, that's exactly what I did. Sent the guy stickers. Wasn't able to get the in-person meeting because he's based in Miami, but said, hey, can we jump on the phone? Mm -hmm. um, he was down for that. We talked on the phone, sent him a pitch based on a mural. I'm going to Miami next month. Like, So where's the mural supposed to be? Within the convention, you're saying? Yeah, it'll be. Uh, they have a beach soccer tournament going on. They need a photo opportunity. Mm -hmm. Well, how did you know that they were that they were going to need a mural at that location, that, or that they didn't? I just know. Have one? I just know. How I mean, did you know that they didn't have one? You didn't know they didn't have one, though, right? I, there's no way they had one. Like, there's no. They don't think about those things. Though. Okay, so you're saying that it wasn't built into the the the, the strategy, but mm -hmm. you knew that they could use one, and yeah. it would be great. Yep. Okay. Got yeah, it, got I knew. It. Well, I I'm just looking at it like, based at events that I've been to in the past, mm -hmm. they would have similar things. Mm -hmm. If I suggest it and they don't have it. Mm -hmm. They're going to say yes. You're suggesting the idea, too. Yeah. Right? So I'm saying, hey, I know you guys are going to be doing this mm -hmm. X. It'd be great to have this mural, and mm -hmm. here's what I've done in the past. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and based on my track record that I've had with the brands that mm -hmm. I've worked with, especially within soccer, yeah. I'll generally get the response. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, my response rate right now is like 90 to 100%. On 90 response rate, yes? Positive? Uh, that yeah. That I mean, yeah, because it's, it's very thoughtful pitching. Yeah. It's not like, hey, let me do this for a million dollars. It's sure. like... Okay, I'll do this. I realize like it's it's new. Like we'll do it at cost. Right. But then it's gonna open up doors in the future. When do you, when do you introduce the the uh, the pricing? So like when you're doing the pitch originally mm -hmm. saying, hey, it'd be great. So you've already you know made the introduction, and now you're saying, hey, for this you know event, it'd be great. And you know I noticed that there's gonna have this you know activation or area. I'd love to do a mural. When do you start talking about cost during so that the, initial foray? I mean, their their reaction is gonna be. That's dope. That sounds cool. What's the cost? Right. And depending on how bad you want to get that done, yeah. that determines your next thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's, okay, for me, it just makes sense, like, just money-wise. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, there's there's things that also make sense in addition to the money. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell them, like, okay, this is worth seven grand or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the amount is. Mm -hmm. And I know they're going to say, like, yeah, we don't have it's that. High, right? But then I'll say, like, all right, 
I want to meet this person, this person, this person. I also need this event comped. Like, mm-hmm. can you pay for my flight? Like, and then all of a sudden now it's like all these, these things like, no, we can't pay seven grand, but what can they give me in the networking soft skills? Like mm-hmm. it, the best thing is to be introduced by somebody who knows somebody mm-hmm. like, and then it becomes like a friendship. It's like a warm lead sure. right there. So it just opens up my doors even more. And then I know that by working with them even yeah. one time, we're likely to work again mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, and they know my, like, it's not like they, they think, oh, we got something for free. Cause mm-hmm. it still costed them something mm-hmm. in, in this to make these introductions, to do right. all these things. Right. And they know that the next time I want to do something, it's going to be seven grand. It's not like they have right. this event or this thing that they can help me out with again. Right. That's, that's generally how it works. Right. Right. Uh, I think it's uh, pretty awesome that you're, you know, you don't have like a business manager doing all this either. Right. It's just, no, kinda, yeah, it's this all is you, me, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, full-time hustle, right? Yeah, Non-stop I mean, really. grinding, right? What, what, I, I wanted to ask about your actual art side now, because I noticed that you have a signature look, mm-hmm. right? How did, how did you come up with that? Because it's like the long limbs, right? And then you also mentioned how in the beginning you did the, like the animal faces and mm-hmm. transposing on top of, you know, human bodies and whatnot. But like there's a, so when, when I see like your mural or your artwork, I can recognize it. Even though I'm not an artist, right? Mm-hmm. I can recognize it, right? There's a signature look. How did you come up with that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that was my first metric of success was when I was drawing something in the beginning, mm-hmm. my main goal was, does this look like Jeff Govea drew it? Mm-hmm. And if it did, then I was I was stoked mm-hmm. for that day. Mm-hmm. If it didn't, I wanted to realize, like, why? Why is it not? Is mm-hmm. it because it's too much like X? Or is it too much... Is it not, you, you know, I don't know. There's like a certain flavor you're trying to hit. Mm-hmm. And then after drawing literally thousands mm-hmm. of drawings on paper, mm-hmm. you know, through thousands of pages of sketchbooks, right. something starts to come along. So and you started getting a signature look, right? Mm-hmm. How did you come up with, so what was the idea behind like? So I'm looking yeah. at like Shel Silverstein, you know, yeah, Shel Silverstein. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, looking I, at, he right. was definitely like my first influences. And if you look at my early work, right. it has that flavor, the I pen see. and ink, Got the it. black and white. Right, the, the childlike, he's, yeah, childlike, you know, very whimsical. Yeah, yeah. Um, the long legs and yeah, arms, I mean, right? a lot yeah. of that stuff is like, yo, this is what he's doing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna rip it in mm-hmm. a way that combines it with. All right, I really like Van Gogh's color schemes. Mm-hmm. I really like Andre Durand's like sense of space. Mm-hmm. I like um, this Spanish artist Aries composition. I'm gonna mm-hmm. take. And so you start seed picking, mm-hmm. and then it becomes like who you are. Mm-hmm. Most of these people won't be able to see like. Oh, he he straight up lifted Pete Mondrian's like mm-hmm. the style. Like he he can't, mm-hmm. they can't piece that out. Right. But they I know they where can't can. pinpoint it, right? Yeah, it's a combination of different things, right? Yeah, it's and just it's, an it's amalgamation it's of it. And it's, but look. it's like all the stuff that I like right. looking at, and then I just made it into like, okay, what's the Jeff Govea combination of that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got it. That's awesome to hear. All right, uh, what do we have next, man? Like, what immediate, you know, like what immediate? What, yeah, yeah. In so the I'm soccer not, world, right? In the soccer world, is I'm that, doing, are you going to just stick to the soccer world for the for the immediate time frame? Yeah, but I'm I'm not saying no. So, yeah. um, like Starbucks approached me for a, a mural at the beginning of the year, and that's because they found the work that I had done oh. with Adidas. Oh. Same thing with Coca Cola, like. I'm not saying no to, yeah. to outside yeah, outside yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. No Coke, <laughs> Coca Cola. I don't so want to. Like, Yo, yeah, yeah. better than you, Doc. I know, uh, yeah. It's okay. it's really more of I know that I can go super 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 crazy deep into the soccer world, mm-hmm. and that 
those people are connected to the outside world. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to, if you're based around soccer, like yeah. I'm really willing to cut my price just to be able to align with that because yeah. I know that it will work out. But anyone outside of soccer yeah. can point back to my work as like, oh, you've worked with all these other brands. Yeah. Like we want to work with you. So the upcoming stuff is I want to do a lot more collaborations with uh, specifically with the influencers themselves, okay. like a bunch of freestylers and uh, people in the space that I think are cool or have a cool style. Mm-hmm. I'd like to, to figure that out. Um, I'm going to be doing some more work with the with U.S. Soccer Foundation and Street Soccer USA. Mm-hmm. I did a I did a kit for them, and I'll be painting U.S. Soccer Foundation's office in D.C. Okay. Do they reach out to you, or you, did you reach out? It's a, co- a combination. I yeah. I did the court. I just did a court for LAFC, Adidas, yeah. U.S. Soccer Foundation. Yeah, the okay. one in Watts. Yeah. And I really like Rob over there at U.S. Soccer Foundation. He's an mm-hmm. he's an awesome guy. Right. So want to want to do some more work with them. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm really, really keen on getting to Dubai. I honestly mm. feel like if I can get a mural in Dubai, mm-hmm. it's it's going to explode my mm-hmm. career. Like I, I, I just have this feeling. I had this feeling when I painted for Facebook, and yeah. it was right. I had this feeling when I painted for Adidas in New York, and mm-hmm. it was right. And I have this feeling now for Dubai. Mm-hmm. That if I get Dubai, okay, it, it's yeah. I don't know where it could go. Like it, it feels that way to me. So with Dubai, then what 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 are you actively you know what's your so I'm strategy? doing the same thing. I'm yeah. straight up pitching people on the Dubai Sports Council, and mm-hmm. like I have a few emails out right now, and I've gotten mm-hmm. some responses. I wanted to do some stuff for the the beach soccer World Cup that's mm-hmm. happening in like two weeks in mm-hmm. Dubai. And that's in Dubai, okay. I don't think it's going to happen yeah. because it's so soon, but I mean. I honestly feel like it's it's gonna something's gonna go through mm-hmm. because just because of how cool LA is to the mm-hmm. to the world at large, and then as I align myself with that, it'll just make sense. That's awesome, man. We want to wish you the best of luck. Yeah, and hopefully next time you're doing any of these like customized pieces, we still we do get one. But <laughs> <Yeah. right? laughs> we'll want to thank Yo, you check for your, check out. your yeah. mailman, dog. We're check going your mailman. To. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna check our our, our uh, uh, mailman. He's yeah. got probably like the freshest kicks on right <laughs> now. Like, right? Yo, yeah. those are my firm guys. Right. Yeah, wanna uh, thank you for coming through. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me out, yeah. man. I, I really appreciate it. You yeah. guys have been the article you guys wrote on the LAFC piece mm-hmm. specific, specifically. I felt like was one of the first times that a publication really got like what I was trying to go for. Mm. Like Jeremy really crushed that article. So like even my mother-in-law was really just stoked. On oh, it. that's great so to hear. Yeah, that's great to it's, hear. It's just, uh, cause people always ask me yeah. surface level stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's cool to get a little bit further into it. Yeah. With so, colors and Pantone, right. But yeah, to really get deep into it. Yeah. Right? Like the reason behind it and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate you guys. That's good, man. It's good. Good to, you know, it's like validation on our part, you know, for the work that we do as well. Yeah. Appreciate that. For sure. Thank you for coming out. Thanks Wish for you the me. best of luck in the future as well. Cool. All right. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in to Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game of life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.